to me Cause I'm a little unsteady A little unsteady Thanks for coming into the studio, Ramsey. Um, the connections uh, that are coming out of the woodwork across the board um, from people that have been on and involved in the studio setup and recording, but also through connections um, with me, uh, have started to make some pretty cool uh, input and, and provided me with more people to better come in here and, and tell their story. Uh, you're one of these people. Um, and like I said before, I don't know what we're going to go into today, what we're going to talk about. So um, I'm hearing it for the first time, which is amazing. I'm a little bit nervous in regards to how it all looks. And um, just talking before we started, I get a little bit of a feeling that you're a little bit nervous as well, uh, which is which is cool, which is um, understandable. Uh, do you just want to give us a little bit about yourself, just wherever you want to start? Um, well, my name is... Uh... Ramsey Sula. I'm 42 and uh, a father of four and I've been married for nearly 20 years and I, I grew up in Shirley. Yep. Yeah, so that's currently I'm working um, for Fonterra. So, yes, I've been there for like nearly 10 years. So, and then, um, yeah, these feelings are. Maybe I need a, a change. Uh, I'm not sure where it's all coming from, but um, hopefully we find out today. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, a change in, just picking up on that, a change in the work environment at the moment is a little bit all over the place or personally a little bit all over the place? or um, Just trying to find an avenue to give back. Um, I think um, we all have uh, people that we can talk to, but um, I think we're just lacking a bit on people that really understand what we're going through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are services out there where we can talk to them and, and they're just sitting on the other end of the phone, just, you know, okay, okay, you know. Mm. They don't understand really what's going on. You know, well, that's my perspective anyway. So uh, I've been through, you know, quite a lot in my life to to say that, you know, I, I have the tools and the understanding of what people are going through. Mm -hmm. And I just want to help and, and give back uh, to, I don't know, just people that want help, mm -hmm. you know, and, my current job, no, I can't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're in a, in a corporate environment, so it's, mm. I'd imagine, pretty pretty stringent with structure and uh, and red tape, I'd, I'd imagine. Um, that, that feeling I get from you with what you just said, you got some lived experiences with dealing with the flip side of that. So we'll get stuck into the... The grounding piece with where this all comes from, from a life point of view. But at the moment, with what you just said in regards to you want to be able to give back, and you've you've dealt with people on the other end of the phone that don't have that feeling or that soul that you feel, which is your opinion. You're absolutely entitled to that. Is can you give us some example? Like, can you give me some examples of that so I can put some into context? Um, 
my story is pretty much no different from you know any other PI kid out there. You know, we discipline pretty hard, and um, I know what it's like to be hit. Mm-hmm. And um, just really understanding that pain uh, from getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I just get the feeling that I, I can help in, in that way. Because, you know, life growing up in, you know, where we're from, and surely it was, it was normal. Um, you know, my mates would be walking past the house and, you know, we'll be getting a hiding. And um, you know they can hear the screams out on the road, and we'll meet up at the park later on, and you know, just laugh it off, you know. And um, but you know, I don't think you know I'm here to today to you know the kind of paint my old man is you know in a, in a bad light. I mean, you know, he was the first one from our family from the islands, yeah. and. That's all he knew, you know. And I have conversations with my brother. You know, that's that's all he knew. But you know, we're we're fortunate enough to you know be born in New Zealand, and it's from his sacrifice that we are here today. Absolutely. And we just we have like so many resources around that that can help us, you know, change the narrative for our kids. You know, and um, yeah, it's it's a real it's a real funny feeling. You know, when I when I think about it, um, you know, as loving as he was, you know, it it did hurt at times. But you know, at the same time, that there was you know him teaching us boundaries. Mm. You know, in the real world, because you know he, he came over here not knowing anything, mm. um, and I think. That's the difference um, with how I see it, is to see it from his point of view. You know, and uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't good. But, you know, he was faced with a lot of fear. Mm. You know, might have, might have been faced with a lot of, uh, you, know, um, you know, maybe unconscious bias, or how they call it these days, you know, at work. Yep. Not knowing how to speak English and doing this and that and then coming home taking it out on us it's, I'm not justifying it but there's been a lot of discussions around it that um, we were fortunate enough to um, to choose to go down another path it was my brother he, he's um, he's actually in the police force mm-hmm. and, um, and so that was good but I wanted to go in the army, and um, the old lady didn't want that. She said to go to the army of God, and I was didn't really like church, and, and um, so I grew up um, with a lot of resentment and blaming, blaming her, mm-hmm. and and um, I've. Uh, just realised, you know, now that I'm older, you know, if I really wanted to do it, I would have gone and done it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
and not blame her. So yeah, a lot of stuff you know came from that experience. You know, the, um, uh, a lot of drinking mm-hmm. was a big one. So um, at the moment, um, about a few weeks away from you know being sober for a year. Good man. And uh, man, it hasn't been easy. I bet. You know, and uh, from my lifelong of drinking. Yeah, pretty much drinking six days a week. You know, um, due to numbing pain, numbing the pain, I should say, yeah. in regards to closing noises out or an addiction side of things, or it's just to stop my brain from thinking about everything. Yeah, uh, that's how, how I can put it. But at the same time, uh, the addiction is quite cunning. I, I kind of use the the trauma as an excuse. Mm-hmm to drink mm-hmm. and um, and I always think about those things now and you know and in my life growing up um, you know with the drinking um, it just made me a, a terrible husband mm-hmm. and a terrible father um, terrible brother son friend and um you know, it's, I'm just kind of on a journey to try and mend those relationships, especially with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 19. And. Um, People are damaged there? I was drunk most of her life, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, and. Uh, and um, you know, with my situation, you know. Um, I dealt with a different father compared to my siblings. Mm. You know, in, in our family, you know, dad was strong when I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know, you know, probably how to raise a kid. He did the best he could, and um, I thought I was going to be different, but I wasn't. Um, did that haunt you throughout your? teenage years and adolescence and did it cause you places to go to and we talk about dark places and that sort of thing especially in this space and was there any of that throughout that period? Um, it crossed my mind. It's really hard to explain because you know it's I always kind of like I feel, I always use it as an excuse, mm-hmm. you know, to to drink, and um, but it was something that I needed to fix without the drink. It just made it worse. You know, I I played league, and um, you know, for a club, and you know, you you put in a a good effort for 80 minutes and you get the pats on the back and mm. and all that sort of stuff that you know pick you up and then along you know with all that you get the free beers yeah. you know and um and to be honest that's what really made me go back and play eh? you know but once it all finished you know there was no more pats on the back no more free beers and I was just left with my problems. Mm-hmm. 
and that's when it starts getting real for me yeah. and I needed to find some other way to fix it like um, yeah, it's it's a miracle that I'm, this will be the 20th year that we're married you know to my wife and, and uh, why do you say that? I've, I've done some really dumb shit and, and uh, any other woman would have walked away mm -hmm. and you know now it's it um, and it's it's hard you know trying to because you know, I, I felt that the drink was well it was part of it but it was always um, I didn't know how to say sorry mm. I didn't know how to say it I didn't know how to show it and um it's always, I always had these plans, you know, I was going to do this and do that. And, um, but in the end, just, I'm in a better space today, you know, because uh, I'm more conscious of my conversations that I have and how they make me feel. Mm. Um, how useful they are to, to my life and how I can pass that on to another person to pick them up but most of the time it was it was uh, it was just a lot of uh, there wasn't much encouragement because um, I felt there was a lot of expectations on me yeah. from when I was younger uh, growing up and I didn't live up to those and uh, you know it, it kind of made everyone you know, family you know treat me a little different yeah because uh, others in my family were making progress but I just you know I kind of felt like I was wasn't meeting it and I was just a failure and I felt like that for a while, for a long time. Um, Do you want to know something? I'm sitting here at the moment and I'm really struggling to hold my tears back. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why it's, I'm feeling like this at the moment, but I feel that with you, when you first came in and you shook my hand and your energy in regards to where it currently sits, and I'm not superstitious by any means, but um, there's you have this thing about you at the moment where I there seems to be a lot of weight. That's my opinion, by the way. That's not me saying you take that on board, but there seems to be a lot of weight to your voice at the moment. There seems to be a lot of weight sitting on it, metaphorically speaking. If that makes sense, I don't 100% know what it is, but it's making me struggle to hold my tears back, which is real odd because I don't think I've ever had this happen. Um. Well, there is, yeah, there is. I mean, yeah, life is full of, um, you know, expectations and things that need to be done. And I haven't really done those things. You know, one of them is, you know, um, owning a house. You know, I, um, I rent at the moment. And um, 
and probably my choice of job. It's not something that um, my family would like to share with others mm. that I feel. You know, it's um, and you know, I'm I'm always real happy for my siblings, but it's kind of like a. You know, for example, you know, your brother's a, uh, you know, police officer and, you know, they get told to other people and and then other people ask, oh, what's your other son do? I guess, oh, he works at Fonterra, what do they do? Milk. You know. And so, you know, but, it, you know, to me it's, it's a job that provides for my family. And um, yeah, just it's a real tough one to um, to have the motivation to wake up every day and and go and do what you do, and because you've got this big these boxes mm. you know you're carrying around on your back that need to be ticked, but you know there's you wanna that's where you wanna go. But then, you know, other things pop up. You know, there's, you know, school fees and, you know, boys' rugby and sports. So I mentioned my sons and um, I think the, the, the wanting to um, start giving back is, is because of my sons. Mm-hmm. Um, two different, you know, got three sons, one daughter, and they're all different. Mm-hmm. You know, the other one is sporty, uh, but they're all sporty. But, you know, some of some of them are making teams, and, and others aren't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've I've been given advice, and you know how how they can achieve their goals, but at the same time, you know. Some of them aren't making the team, so I've got to deal with uh, try to, to give them mental support. Um, a bit of um, verbal affirmation to them mm-hmm. that it's okay. And, um, and just trying to, you know, just, um, just be that person that I wish I had you know, sometimes. And um, and like I said, it's because I recognise what they're going through and how they're feeling, you know, from their demeanour and how they talk, you know. And I think if I can help my sons, then I can help others. Mm. But yeah, it's um. That's probably one of the, the main things at the moment is owning, um, trying to get into a house. You know, it's, it's that expectation that comes with it, you know. I don't know where it started from. Society? Society? Mm. I thought it's just, a really good place to start. I thought just having a roof over your head was was good enough. It absolutely is good enough. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's now it's, I mean, it's good to own a house. I really want to own a house, but, you know, You know, it's just things just come up, mm. you know, and um, 
because in in my family and you know, I'm a I'm the eldest in my family and uh, you know there's there's pressures from from being the eldest as mm. well yeah and I I worry constantly all the time because you know as we're getting older you know our parents are getting older too yep and um, probably currently it's safe to say um, you know one of the the fears that I have is um, not having my parents here. Mm-hmm. Why is uh, that? Um, you spoke about earlier about your, uh, you know, the, the, the domestic violence to a certain degree in the mm-hmm. home, and then your mum with the expectations on you not getting into the army. So, from my point of view, and this is my opinion once again. I would have thought that connection would have been a hard connection to hold on to because it's almost a distant connection or an arm's reach connection because they have put so much pressure on you. Mm. Whereas it's actually quite the opposite with you at the moment because you have the fear of losing them, which is quite yeah. unique. It's a different story. Like I told you, um, I, I've, um, I've been to many funerals mm-hmm. and, um, and I've seen how everyone react, um, you know. And what struck me is, that, um, you know, it, it's almost like no matter how much, you know, the trauma and the stuff that, you know, this is just my opinion. Um, you know, that person caused, you know, whoever it might be, your mum or your dad. You only get one mum and dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think as a father, um, you know, I put myself in, in, in a situation where I hope my kids miss me. Mm. I hope they want me to stick around. You know, and this is just all, you know, from the kind of person, you know, I was. And it's, um, it doesn't really make sense to me sometimes. But, um, Do you think that's somewhere some of that weight comes from with um, with your childhood and upbringing and then the, the bottle that obviously, as you said, you lost a lot of your life to and a lot of your, your kids lost a lot of their life to. Do you think that that's a lot of that weight and where that weight comes from? There's probably some pivotal, pivotal moments and pivotal parts in there where it's caused some damage, I would say, in itself, for you, and still probably does, potentially. Yeah. Um, I can see it's right below the surface there. (laughs) (laughs) We can go into it if you like, or we can, yeah, it's entirely up to you. Um, It's...
I think, yeah, the expectation is a big one because, um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, the island funerals are different. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know everyone says, oh, we'll just do whatever we want, you know, it's, it's our appearance, it's our funeral, you know, but it's a, there is an expectation culturally mm. that, um, that at the end we have to do, mm. you know, and it's, um, it's a cultural process that shows people how much our parents meant to us. Absolutely. And the fear is not having enough. The fear is not being able to to pull off, you know, to show how you know people how much our parents meant to us. And and um, and it's funny because um, everyone says, you know, who cares what people think? Wish that was the case. I wish that was the case, but you know that's and what people think, and yeah, it really does matter. You know, to to someone, I mean, to me, it does. You know, and, and it's and it affects us all differently. You know, and and we all react to it differently as well. So. Um, you know, our culture can be <laughs> quite mean, but it's beautiful at the same time. You know, and you know, sometimes funerals are based, you know, some people can say it's good or bad mm. just based on the food, mm. you know. But again, yeah, it's um, those expectations that are set and living up to those expectations is is I I think is is what I live with every day. Mm. And um, some days I can take it, and some days I just ah, uh, you know, fuck it, you know. Um, has that has that over, overwhelming sense you that you deal with uh you know what you just talked about has that taken you down um to any particular dark dark places in the past uh, you talked about you know you thought about it and in, 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 in you know earlier on in your life but you know, throughout your childhood and that stuff and then talking about going through that period you know can you run us through any of that what that felt like, what it looked like. Um, Is there any any clear moments you can remember throughout that period where it, where it hurt more than more than anything else, or was a lot of it numb potentially from the alcohol? Um, I think it's not living up to those expectations, and then uh, the verbal attack that comes after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my hidings are probably no different from any other kid, you know, and um, the fact that I wasn't living up to expectations, you know, 
and uh, I was just told that that's all you're ever gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just gonna be stupid, and you'll never you'll never achieve anything because you're so stupid. Uh, and um, imagine that takes you to a pretty dark place in itself. Well, at the time, I didn't think it did. Rub it off and just rub it off. Becomes a subconscious you know, thought. Just, you know, oh, whatever, old man. And um, but I found that it got to me when I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you get on the juice, and then all of a sudden you go on a downward spiral, and then just everything just comes back. Absolutely, relive all the and moments. Relive all the moments, and you know, just talking to yourself in the in the garage, and next thing you know, you're shadow boxing, and you know, and then. From there, it, it's a big, massive ripple effect. That you start taking the outside the garage, mm. and then it affects everyone. You know, your kids, your wife, and everyone who's you know your family. And as in just conversations, as in physically, as in what did it look like? Like everything, you know, and you know, I was just, you know, it's just from there. I just blamed everyone, you know. You know, even down to you know, pity stuff like, oh, you know, you don't tell me you love me enough, you know, you don't do this for me, don't do that for me, and, mm. and um, And I'm reminded of that every time I, I see my family, and, and especially my wife as well. And you know, I see I see my father, and um, I have deep conversations with my my brother, because in our family, you know, he was we're a year apart. But we were kind of born when the old man was strong. And because I'm the oldest, um, if we all got in trouble, I was the first one to get a hiding and the last one to get a hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And that was because, you know, we, I got a hiding for, for whatever we did. We'd go down the line and then he'll finish up with me because I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of those feelings come back, you know, when he starts annoying me and... But I can't really act on it, and I don't know why. And, um... Having conversations with my brother where we talk about... Carrying that resentment around. Mm. And, um... And because uh, he's he's quite different, you know. When it gets hard, I I step back and I don't do nothing. Mm. But when it gets hard, he kind of stands up, chest up, kind of thing, walks towards it. And um, you know, he's my old man's seventy six now, and um, 
And I, I can't change anything there. No, I can't change what's happened. It's almost like I have to accept it, but it took me a, a long time to forgive. But um, it was, it definitely had an effect on me. It's the kind of father that I was in the early stages. And um, and the kind of father that it turned me into was uh, not a good one, really. It's super hard for you to talk about, isn't it? That's it. Set in your soul. Comes out everything you say, everything you do. That's probably the reason why I'm a penalty. I need to cry every two seconds. <clears throat> yeah, that. Um the healing is definitely a man, it's a massive process. And um, I, I, I needed to change, so I ended up in AA. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not something that I put out there lightly. But I, you know, I feel that if anyone is, uh, I mean, narrowing about it, let's give it a try. Because uh, I grew up in the church, and uh, the thing with AA, I. From my experience, I I had a closer relationship with God in AA. And, and I think about it all the time. You know, you know I go to church and but I don't want to be there. What reason? Why do you say you were closer to God in AA than you were when you were going to church younger? What's, what's, where does that stem from? Because a lot of people can be judgmental. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I found that in, in AA, we all accepted the fact that we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And we knew that we were all there because we needed to be saved somehow. Mm -hmm. We all accepted the fact that we have a problem, and um, you know I didn't feel like I had to prove I, I, did, I had to prove that I 
deserve to be there. You know, I was just people that were in there were just, you know, messed up, and we're all admitting that fact that we were like powerless, and that our lives have become unmanageable, and uh, we need help. And I think the idea of the higher power, you know, is whatever you make it to be, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, everyone accepted that, and that it wasn't a different. You know, it wasn't like your God is, is my God's better than your God. Mm. You know, if that God works for you, if it keeps bringing you back, then that's all good. You know, but I found it was different um, at church. And you know, so I will just go in there for the first 10 minutes and I just couldn't wait. In my younger years, I'll just go in there, show faces. So the old man can see that I turned up and then just just leave. Mm. Or I'll sit there the whole service and I wouldn't listen. Mm. You know, my mind's somewhere else, but um, what moment got you to go got you into the position where you believed you needed help? Where did that come from? Probably always knew it all the way along, but then potentially there's a moment there where it got to a point where there was no, she'll be right, I'll carry on, or I need to do something. And where did that come from? Because most, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't mm. get the help they need or think they, you know, or, or make a change that's just continues to be systemic and carry on and carry on and carry on. So, and you know, your history, from what you've just said to us today, dictated your future. And fundamentally, you shouldn't have broken the cycle. You should have carried on doing what you were doing. So what what, what was different? What changed? Um, I can't really remember. But I can remember just, you know, Uh, being hung over on a Sunday and I just had enough. You know, it was a cycle for me. Um, and they play league and on Saturday, I drink up and I drink at a mate's house, come back Sunday morning and apologize and then, you know, try to be the perfect husband and, and do the things that I was supposed to do from you know Monday to Thursday mm. and then Friday you know I would convince myself that Saturday's game and the beers would wash her all the way yeah I'd convince myself oh you know you deserve a treat 
and then it just goes from there and then come back and start all over again and you know and, uh, and that's why I say that you know I'm I'm bloody lucky that you know this year will be 20 years of marriage because you know these days you know a lot of people just put out the good stuff mm-hmm. and I guess you know doing something like this um, shows it's there's a lot of shit stuff that goes with it too yep and um and I, I never try to pretend that I was perfect but maybe I did a little bit but those ways um, I was very selfish and um, They had to start from somewhere, come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of pain, eh? A lot of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Yeah, I thought it was going to be easy. from the truth I don't think unfortunately yeah had this conversation with many people many times so I said it's your lens nobody else's that's what matters the most yeah we have these yeah it's just there's a lot of people that I meet on the sidelines and we have talks with them eh a lot of boys that I grew up with mm. and um, and they just some of them just comment on you know how well I've worked with my sons and you know the kind of dad that I was and that I am and yeah, for some reason I'm, I'm always quick to say you know I wasn't always like this I wasn't always as good and good like this, you know, with my kids. You know, and it's it's good to hear. You know, coming from someone else. But I guess it's I don't know why, but it kinda sounds like I'm I just shoot myself down sometimes, you know. I wasn't always like this. You know, I was pretty useless. Unfortunately, I'd say it's probably a bit of that childhood trauma coming up where your parents, you know, put those 
some of that stuff potentially in your mind where you know when you feel like you're still living at the top it's not good enough you know which is a reality yeah. unfortunately just when I, when I think about it, you know, but, you know, I'm convinced that, you know, just by saying it, um, just reminding people that, you know, not everything's what it seems like, you know, I thought that was a good thing, but, you know, just saying it out loud now, you know, people are giving me compliments and and I'm shooting them down, you know. I wasn't always like this, you know. It was, yeah, no. Let's. I've just realised that just now. <laughs> Maybe I should just thank them for the compliment instead of just, you know, reminding them of. Not only them, but myself, of the person that I used to be, the person that I don't want to be. I'm trying to move on from that. Mm. But, uh, you know, and it just dawned on me that I keep reminding people that he's still there mm. without even knowing it. Mm. Fuck. Very subconscious and unconscious decision. Absolutely. Man, that's crazy. I guess I've something for myself to be mindful of. Mm. Can imagine your mind is probably racing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's going way back. Mm. You know, and um, I think my mind, what my mind's doing now is, 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 you know, racing back to, you know, to find something to blame. Mm-hmm. And the kind of mind that I have, you know, you find, once you find something to blame. Fixates on it. Then, then it kind of justifies mm. me doing something else, you mm-hmm. know. And it's... Um, Man. The dynamic's real interesting to watch because I'm listening to everything you're saying and you're being desperate from your parents' point of from your point of view with your parents for that approval and for that it is good enough and your success is what it is in regards to you achieving what you have achieved in your life. And you just came to that epiphany by yourself with just us talking, which is amazing. But um that the whole time, although that was probably instilled to a certain degree and systemic from when you were a kid, um, you have continued to reinforce it. And um, you're actually living, you're actually to a certain degree living your success, which is breaking a chain, not being that dad that you you know, you know grew up with you know, as, as that side of, side of things with violence or creating that same environment. Yeah, absolutely. There's a little bit of that to start with with, with your kids growing up, but you've broken that now. So success is already in front of you and you're working between yeah. <laughs> still going back to that old way, which doesn't actually exist anymore. And your success, which is what it currently is right now, which is a hundred percent successful. 
absolutely, without a doubt. Like, there's no doubt in my mind what you're listening to right now that what you're currently doing right now is 100% success from a life point of view. Oh, that's, that's crazy. You give, you know, I give my sons advice, you know, whether, you know, once their game, you know, if they've lost the game, yeah, as well, that's, it's all over now. Don't worry about that game, you know. What do you, how do you need to prepare for the next game? Mm. You know, I don't even want you to think about the other game, you know. And here I am just, you know, in this, and it's good to know, you know, I'll probably be more conscious about it. And I think understanding that now, you know, it, it does feel like something's taken off my, my shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of weight to not acknowledge, to not acknowledge that guy, the guy that I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And celebrate the success you are, the compliments that I get for being this guy. Absolutely, man. Yep. And 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 celebrate all the other guys, you know, that I I grew up with because um, I was spoke about two weeks ago to a mate, and um, man, coming out of Shirley, we. We could have gone either way, you know, but we chose a different path for ourselves, you know. Some of us got here a lot, you know, a lot longer, but we're we're still here with our families and and I don't know what it was, you know, there was a brotherhood, you know, just kids running around, plastic bags, picking plums and, mm. you know, and uh, in the school holidays, you know, we went into the skip of the primary school to see all the paper that they threw out. Yep. And um, your life was simple then, eh? Mm-hmm. And then there's been a lot of success stories that come out of um, the place that we grew up in, Shirley. Mm. You know, and you know, we're just thankful for the opportunities sometimes that we get when we do talk about those um, successes, and we uh, yeah, we just can't believe how how blessed we are. You know, I can't believe I'm, I'm blessed enough to be sitting here, um, telling my story from. In my perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a story that's and it's similar to many others, but um, you know, my story is my story, and uh, I don't think I would have realised, you know, some of the stuff that you know that the one thing that I've realised tonight, if I hadn't come. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's just celebrating your success and not acknowledging or not giving too much time to the uh, the past and the guy that you used to be.
just following on from what you just said, I think it's really, 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 really important that we reframe success. Because I've said this so many times to people in all conversations I've ever had, you know, we get so caught up in life pushing past, you know, what we have right in front of us to look at. And for example, I will use you as context, having a, owning a house or having a Ferrari in the driveway or having three, you know, three companies or whatever it might look like. And that's all good and well, but that's not your success. That's societal success in regards to what it's portrayed that you're meant to think it what it looks like. Mm. I think if we strip all that away, like from what you've just told me tonight, it like humbles me to the core to, to see and to understand that you actually do have it already in front of you. And it's sitting right there in front of you. You know, you, you look at what you have and what you had come from to what you are now and your even your realization that you are something different and that's that and this is now and you have mm. so much more life to give. Success in itself. It's a real funny feeling, uh, I feel kind of light, you know. I mean, it's whatever it is, you know, if we all carry around something, mm. you know. And, and once you come to a realization you, you, you don't need to carry it, then you just kind of think of how much energy it it takes mm. just to hold on to that, eh? You know? And then once it's gone, it's just like, holy crap. Okay. You know? That's the thing that strikes me the most is, is having that realisation and then how tired I am. <laughs> you know, which, which tells me how much energy it takes us to hold on to that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can assure you right now, you walk out of this place, it's all different. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, I was just happy to have a roof over my head and food in the pantry. My wife and kids waiting for me at home. You know, and uh, it's right in front of you, man. You don't have to tell me any more success stories. You don't tell me anything else about having another house or anything, anything like that. It's right there. The package is right in front of you. I think if it happens, it happens. But I'm happy with what's in front of me. And I think uh, you do your best and let God do the rest. And he's been, I think he's been looking after me pretty well. You know, and I'm, I'm fortunate and, and I acknowledge him and give him praise to, that i am gone through all of this stuff in my life, both good and bad, mm. and, and end up at this point. And, you know, some people would change it. But I wouldn't, like, you can't, you know, and uh, I think 
you know, if we have better conversations and, and celebrate each other more, you know, more than we do, you know, just take the compliments and run with it, I guess. I think that's what I'll take away from from this. And yeah, still get a chance to you know, hopefully in the future to really give back. I have no doubt mm. about that whatsoever. There's plenty more pages to be written yet. forward to it man. thanks bro thanks for having me man <sighs>